Whether you call turning 50 the big 5 or the 11th anniversary of your 39th birthday or just that unspeakable birthday, there's something that can be a little bit intimidating about turning 50. But it doesn't have to be this taboo subject and it is actually a time to be celebrated. To prove it, we decided to talk to three women who are close to 50 in age and find out what it really feels like to be half a century. I'm Natalie Pearson. Thanks for listening to The Screen. When we researched this podcast, we talked to a number of women who are in this age group and we found that it was a really busy time, whether it's looking after small children, juggling full-time work or looking after ageing parents. It really seems to be all about looking after others. So how do we take care of ourselves? We decided to sit down with Sue, Natalie and Jill and talk about what it's really like to be turning 50. So tell me about your experience. Is life really this busy? Yes. (laughs) I don't think I've ever been as busy. I work five days a week and between the three kids, there's always something going on. My husband is a workaholic and so he's very preoccupied. So all of the parenting responsibility, the running around comes onto me. But that's just life. That's life. Yeah. I'll go against the grain. I have tons of time at the moment. I'm lucky enough that I'm only at work like a day or so a week and the rest of the time I'm pretty much a stay-at-home mum. So I actually spend a lot of my time looking after other people's kids for free just because lots of mums are at work and, you know. And, yeah, so financially I'm able to do that, which I feel very grateful for. But, Natalie, Um, you have a a bit of a part-time job, though, in that you're an admin of a Facebook group. I'm actually admin of three Facebook groups because I'm insane. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You need help. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But the thing that takes up a lot of my time at the moment is because I'm about to turn 50 and, you know, all this health stuff starts happening. So I was really unfit and unhealthy and relying on the mum's glass of wine a lot more than I probably should. So I decided to flip that and um, I've become a gym junkie and I've got a personal trainer and I am loving lifting weights. So I'm at the gym lifting heavy weights every day, which I'm absolutely So what led to that? What led to going to the gym? I was pretty much fit my whole life, but as soon as you sort of hit you know, close to 50. My mum's had a lot of problems with osteo and stuff like that. So it's, you got to do weight bearing exercises. Mm -hmm. And I used to be a runner and that sort of thing. But I thought, no, I need to lift weights now. And uh, in order to do that, you sort of need more guidance. So I went and joined a gym and got a trainer. And it's the best thing I've ever done because I've always enjoyed feeling fit, but feeling strong is a totally different headspace. Mm -hmm. And now I feel really strong and I found it helps me mentally to feel strong too. And with a young son, it's wonderful because I could kick his ass basically now. Perfect. (laughs) Better than any running race. You raised some awesome points. I'm going to come back to that. So tell me about you. What's life like for you? It's pretty good actually. I am a little bit like you, Natalie. About two years ago, I stopped working. Um, I was working in a kind of corporate marketing job and I've been resenting it for a long time and decided that I don't want to do that anymore and trying to work out what I want to do when I grow up. So I was sort of fortunate enough to leave the job and then just have some time to work it all out. 
but also spend time with the kids because I've, I've recognised that trying to work, it's impossible to work, I think, a full-time job if you've got kids. And my job wasn't ever full-time, but but now having three boys and running them around, the house just does not run smoothly if both of us are busy. And tell me about that decision. What was it that was the final straw that made you decide, no, look, I want to stop this? I just none of it resonated with me anymore at all, just that whole work narrative of just stress and corporate life. I just couldn't stand it. I absolutely couldn't mm. stand it. And I just thought it's not good for me mentally. Like even though financially it it was great, I just I've resisted it for a, probably a good 10 years since having the kids sort of gone, uh, was well, actually for the last 20 years really, consulted. So I've had numerous jobs but then just thought, oh, you're always led back into it because it's good money and, oh, you know, it wouldn't be too hard for me to do it. But every time I do it, I just feel burnt out. So I, I'm i not doing that now. So I'm really enjoying life at the moment, but I'm still trying to work out what I want to do. And it's still pretty busy. I it's imagine. still really busy. Yeah, it's still really busy, but it's nice to be able to, to balance that now and to be around, especially I've got a boy who's doing VCE. He's about to start his final exams and just being there and feeding them, really. <laughs> so let's talk about what were our mothers doing at this time? So if you remember back to when you were in VCE, mm-hmm. do you feel like it's a very different type of support that we provide now? And and I suppose if we were, look back at that time, our mothers were probably getting close to 50. What were they like at this age? My parents had really no input whatsoever into my later schooling. I remember I worked pretty hard until VCE when I met, when I met my now husband. <laughs> Might have gone off the rails a bit. Um, but my mum and dad were not particularly happily married and they just had no interest at all in what I did. I think they knew I was always going to work and I was, I was going to be okay, but they wouldn't have known anything about my schooling, I don't think, in those later years. I was 16 when I did my HSC, so I was really young. And my mum never finished her high school. She left at, I think, the end of year 10. So for her, education was incredibly important, whereas I really didn't care because I think because I was so young, I just thought, you know. So she put a lot of pressure on me. Um, I didn't put any pressure on myself. I was shocked and horrified when I passed because <laughs> my attendance for the year was 20%. Oh, <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> Wow. You did well then. Yeah. So I always just thought, oh, well, you know, I'll, I can repeat because, you know, I will try to say to my kid, you know, it's it's okay to not put that pressure on mm. yourself because mm. I think it's it's really hard. Did everyone's parents work or did your mother's work, I should yes. say? My mum was a nurse and my dad was in senior management for a company and so my mum worked weekends only because there was no such thing as childcare back when I was little. So mum worked Saturday, Sunday, dad worked Monday to Friday and then when I got into high school, mum worked Monday to Friday full time. So I always grew up with that in my world, that working mother. So it was just a no-brainer for me that, of course, I'm going to be, I think people follow the pattern that has been led before him traditionally And I'm not a snob enough to say that I would only work in a corporate. I I would do anything. You know, if if I just wanted to sort of have that balance, I was happy to work anywhere, doing anything, waitressing at Coles or whatever. Once I made the decision to leave the corporate world, I don't identify myself by my career anymore, whereas for many years I did. And, And that was my security blanket, whereas now I'm more comfortable with who I am. 
I don't need that anymore. When did you start to feel more comfortable with who you were? Um, in my 40s. I'd always read about in the magazines about, you know, the, the confidence that comes with age. And I was always a little bit sceptical because I thought I was pretty confident when I was in my 30s. But when I think about it now, I didn't have the same, that that really calm confidence. It was all showy and it was all about what car you drove and what job you did and, and you know, identifying yourself by things other than just that inner confidence that comes and, you know, having raised well, nearly raised, but getting their three children and they're good people and they're a product of us. And I look at them and I think, you know, we're doing something okay because they're all pretty good and they're all pretty smart and they're all hardworking and they've all got all the qualities that I would want to see in my children. And I think that um, you can sort of pat yourself on your back and say, you know, that's that's a bit of a job well done for us. Definitely. That's something to be really proud yeah. of. Absolutely. How about you, Natalie? Um, well, I had a pretty extraordinarily incredible life until I turned 40. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, relatively young and um, very free. I was living overseas like five months of the year, travelling, having a ball. We lived lots of different countries and we had lots of disposable income and, you know, it was party time. And I wasn't that keen on having kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, yeah, New Year's Eve happened and... <laughs> <Surprise>. <laughs> And I actually thought that I couldn't get pregnant because I'd miscarried a few times just by, you know, mm. accident or whatever. And then I thought it was early menopause and all of a sudden, oh. oh baby. Yeah. So, <laughs> and what's yeah. the term they use for Oh, so yes, pregnancy? I was a um, geriatric mother, yes. Oh, and, gosh. yeah, it was a bit of a shock. And so all of a sudden it was like, oh, okay. And we were moving to Amsterdam. We had this whole, oh, wow. you know. My husband was touring, blah, 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 and then I ended up a suburban mum and it was just, I ended up in a psych ward for months because of it, because I, it was just a lot to handle. Yeah. It was not what I expected my life to become and it took me, I mean, I'm still heavily medicated. I love my meds. Um, they're wonderful because <laughs> otherwise I wouldn't be here. Do you feel like you have as many opportunities now as you did, say, in your 20s? I think that what I feel most concerned about is that perhaps it's more because I have, haven't have worked for a few years that all of a sudden you lose confidence. And when I look at the millennials now, I can't believe the things they're doing. It just absolutely blows my mind how they don't seem to have any fear and they do the most incredible things that I wouldn't even contemplate doing. They just do it and think, oh, well, if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. And so I think a lot of that holds me back. But at the same time, there does come a lot of confidence in your abilities to a point. But now that I feel like I'm probably going to go into a completely different area, I don't think I have anything to showcase what I've done. Whereas I I think that's just a doubt thing that comes with um, insecurity thinking, how am I ever going to do something different? That's right. I'm sure we underestimate ourselves Mm. most of the time. Yeah. How do you feel about turning 50 or having just turned 50? Is this is this a mindset that you have to gear up for? Was it was it more uh, difficult than you expected? I actually wanted it to be a celebration. I remember my mum not telling anyone how old she was. And we threw her a surprise 60th birthday. My, it was my dad's idea. 
and it went spectacularly terrible. She locked herself in her bedroom and wouldn't come out. <laughs> oh, dear. And her friends were on the door, knocking on the door, saying, we're older than you, we're older than you. Like, <laughs> But she just couldn't get her head around her age. She always felt embarrassed and uncomfortable. And I watched that and I thought, I don't understand that. I really don't. So to me, I wear it like a badge of honour. I'm going to be 52 this year. And it sounds terribly old, but really it's about how you live your life. And I wear toddler clothes and I do childish <laughs> things that I, did, you know, did when I was 16 and 17. Tell I me about toddler be- clothes. What do you mean by uh, that? <laughs> I just bought a pair of overalls recently, short overalls, and I had them on one day. My friend came over and said, you've got toddler clothes on. You're wearing, you're dressing like a toddler. Toddler fashion is in amongst the 50s set, I think, because she I had on. a Batman T-shirt yesterday. Well, she had and, on a pair yeah. of scooped out shorts and a T-shirt <laughs> and runners with socks. So the two of us were in our toddler outfits for drinks on a Saturday night. <laughs> And, you know, it's it's be whatever you want to be. And when I was trying on the toddler overalls, I said to the girl in the shop, tell me honestly, do I look like an idiot? And she said, no, you look amazing. Of course she did because she's trying to sell the overalls. <laughs> but then a customer walked in and I said, tell me honestly, do you think this is like too childish for me? And she said, no, they look amazing. You have to get them. You know, she didn't know how old I was, but she said they look great to get them. So I bought them. <laughs> That's it. And have the confidence to wear it. That's, I think, for me, the best thing about turning 50, well, almost turning 50, is that you just don't give a damn what people think anymore. Mm. I don't. You know, it's so freeing. You just like, yeah. you know, I, I'm not going to ever be 20 again. I'm so far removed from that, yeah. you know, trying to look great in a bikini or whatever it is, you know, mm. that and, and that freedom I just find incredibly liberating and wonderful. And I look at people in their 30s now or at 20s and I actually I wouldn't go back there for a second. Okay, so here's a question for you. If you could choose any age to go back to, what would it be? Now. Right now? Right now. Wouldn't change it for a thing. Why is that? Just for that freedom. I just feel great. If I feel so good at 50, imagine how I feel at 60 or 70 or I'm just so excited about getting older. Mm. Mentally I wouldn't change. I, I mean, I think this age is a great age for those reasons that you were saying, Natalie. But I do think that physically I wouldn't mind my body being. my 30-year-old body. Maybe (laughs) maybe 10 years years younger (laughs) because there's no question it just starts to not do the same thing. It's not quite the same. It's not quite the same and you don't. And, you know, and you accept it and there has there, there is an acceptance. You just, you did get to the point where you go, oh, you know what, there's no point in even thinking about it really. See, I'm on HRT mm. and that's that's reversed it for me. Mm. I feel amazing. My body feels better mm. than it did. Do you feel so. the pressure though to still have that body as a, a, that you had at a 30-year-old? Oh, no, I don't feel the pressure. I just, I've actually got to the point where I was just like, well, it's not going to happen. Mm. There is a realisation that it probably is. It's just not going to be like there's that an anymore. There. There's an acceptance of it. I um, mean, it would be still nice. I think there's no doubt. I think, oh golly, it'd be nice if it was like that still. Um, just because you feel it makes you feel good, but at the same time, I I don't I don't get hung up about it. So there's a few celebrities who turned fifty this year: Tina Arena, Eric Banner, Naomi Watts, Celine Dion. How does that make you feel when you think that they are the same age as you? Do you feel empowered by that or is that a bit of a shock that 
No, I feel as though I know them. I yeah. grew up with those people and yeah. they're always a similar age. Yes. So I feel as though they're our cohort and our cohort's all turning 50. So I'm I'm happy that they're ageing. They're not frozen. And, you know, I look at them and I look at myself and I feel as though, yeah, yeah, we've all got those grey hairs and those wrinkles, those crinkly eyes and whatever. And I'm okay with it. I think they they look amazing for 50 and if they look so good at 50, I feel okay about myself. If they all looked really old, then I would be really, I would be <laughs> thinking, be oh, is that how people see me too? But I think people look at them and think, particularly the guys, guys when they start to get grey, you know, grey stubble and grey hairs are quite sexy and distinguished. Women, maybe not so much. People, oh, she's getting old a bit. But, you know, it's still it still can be a sexy thing. It doesn't have to be, oh, God, you're losing it. Like it's it's not the negative thing that I think in era of past it was. Do you feel like there's an age where you start to become a little bit invisible to society? Do you ever feel that? I love that. Oh, <laughs> oh I think that's the best thing ever. Because then you can do what you want. Exactly. Since I was a kid, and I'm not exaggerating, I've always loved those little old ladies that walk around and bash people with their handbags. (laughs) And it's always been my dream to do that. And just because you sort of become invisible, so it's an incredible freedom because you can almost say whatever you want and they just go, yeah, that's that little old, you know. I think it's, it's so liberating. And I feel I can dress ridiculously because, you know, oh, well, whatever. I don't, and, and that peer pressure's gone and, oh, if I grow a beard, fantastic, why not, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I don't remove anybody hair at all. And I said to my husband a while ago, you know, do you mind? And he said, why do you mind that I don't? <laughs> so, you know, I just think Touché, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, you're feeling pretty good at this age. It sounds like there's a lot more confidence and you're more sure of who you are. And then you open the post and you get your letter from Breast Screen Victoria saying it's time to come in for your mammogram or you get the, the bowel screening kit. <laughs> the poo test. The poo test, yeah, yeah. What is that like? Is that a bit of a shock, a, a wake up? No, because I was already doing it anyway. But I just want to tell you a really good story about the bowel cancer screening test. So my husband, a fraction younger than me, got his last year and it sat there for nine months and he didn't touch it or do it. And I said either do that or have a colonoscopy, one or the other, but you should do it. And he finally one day said, walk with me around to the post box. I've got the poo sample and walked around <laughs> holding our noses. And anyway, his test came back positive, which is a bad thing. It showed signs that there was something. And so he ended up going in for a colonoscopy and they removed a precancerous polyp. Wow. And said to him, this is exactly why we send them out mm, because we've now stopped something that would have become cancer probably mm. in the next five years that would have turned into cancer you are the poster boy for what we want people to do. So I encourage anyone who's listening to this, if you've got it sitting at home and you haven't done it or you get it, do it because it could save your life. Mm. And I never thought I'd be the one to say, this is firsthand happened to me, but there you go. So mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear that. You're, you're exactly right. This is why we do what we do. Early yeah. detection is is really key. Yeah. So that's great. Mm. I was just excited about having someone check out my tits. <laughs> <laughs> what, squish them, squish them in, in the middle well, of an Oh, my machine. gosh, it's not pleasant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I also went, I've actually been going and having mammograms since I was about 40 as well because I had a good, uh, one of my best friends uh, was diagnosed with breast cancer when she was about 42. So it promptly just set alarm bells off and probably every two years, yep. for the last few years, I've I've gone and taken myself anyway mm. just to make sure everything's okay because yep. 
you don't want to get a, a nasty surprise, as you mm. said. That's right. Absolutely. Last question for you. Aging gracefully or disgracefully? <laughs> a bit of both. Graceful by day, disgraceful by night. <laughs> I'm thinking absolutely fabulous. Yes, yes. Yeah, Patsy and Eddie, they're, that, they're my role models. <laughs> Thanks, Natalie, Jill and Sue for coming in and telling us what it's really like to be 50 because quite often we think it's a scary thing, but it's actually not. You've all shown us it's a great time to be alive. If you're a woman aged between 50 and 74 and you haven't had a breast screen in the last two years, maybe it's time to book that appointment. It takes 10 minutes, it's with a woman, you don't need a doctor's referral, and it's free. Call us on 13 20 50 or visit our website, breastscreen.org.au. I'm Natalie Pearson. Thanks for listening. Listener.